What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, are Robert DeFelice. Hello, all. And Callum Wiggins. Don't treat me like a woman, Tony. I tried so hard not to say that. Like, ah. Uh, Wait, what? That, that theme song was terrible. <laughs> Don't treat you like a Wiggins. How about that? Uh, we are talking on this edition of one more match. I apologize in the future for how many times I say one to watch and say, because I'm so more used to saying that. But what one more match is, is kind of simple if you just go by the title itself, but it needs a little bit of clarification. We did one of these before, so you might be familiar with the Shawn Michaels edition. And if you're not, then go back and check that out because it's a very good discussion about essentially what we're going to be doing here, which is if the target that we go with per episode could have one more match who would it be with who would we pair them up with why would we pick that person so on and so forth and for this edition we are talking about china uh, the reason why is because they just announced the other day that degeneration x is going to be going into the hall of fame and even though we could have done things based off of new age outlaws or we could have done something based off of x-pac or obviously triple h or Shawn michaels again or degeneration x in general or done some kind of uh combination factor of a lot of different things like that a lot of people are talking about china and we haven't really given china all that much straight up talk so that actually kind of appealed to me more than to do something like a call the spot for the list or something like that we just did a call the spot for elimination chamber so i didn't want to do something list based and we haven't done one more match in a while so let's bring that one back dust it off a little bit so Obviously, this is a little bit different than the Shawn Michaels one. The Shawn Michaels situation was he is retired and there were all the talks that he was going to come back for the Crown Jewel match and he did it. And, you know, we already talked about all that kind of stuff. But with China, she's passed away. So this literally cannot happen because that's not how life works. But we're going to work under the assumption that if in some magical fantasy land, we could have China back for one more match than what the scenarios are. So we're going to have to, I guess, play around with some of the rules here, because if we're bringing her back, then we could technically bring back anybody else in some magical world. Uh, I would lean more towards the idea of sticking to the main roster that we have now, though, and the NXT roster, obviously. Or, um, you know, we got some different varieties of different things here, so we might kind of go a little bit crazy, and we might have to get ourselves reined back in. But I guess, generally speaking... Uh, one of the topics I wanted to go down to is what would you consider to be something that China hasn't done that she kind of needs to check off? Well, I think that China versus Sable, just to go back to things that they could have done at WrestleMania 15, would have been as big of a woman's match as you could have gotten at the time. I mean, both of those women were legitimately over and Sable was the women's champion at the time. So I think that would have been a really cool WrestleMania match. Outside of that, I know later on that year, she was briefly the number one contender for the WWF title at SummerSlam. And I think that Austin versus China, Maybe as just like a one-off on Raw would have been a really cool thing to do, just to see her get that WWF title shot. But I don't know. I think China's legacy was so open wide, and 
she did things that women wouldn't do for many years and in most cases ever again when you think about the intergender stuff she did. So I think a lot of stuff on that level, as well as the match with Sable, which really should have happened. Any other think, like unresolved things you can think of, Callum, like that? I think the big unresolved thing for China would be that she needs to have a standout match. It's it's more than just like any particular feud or storyline that was left unresolved. It's the fact that despite her obvious legacy and the impact that she left on the business, she never had that one match that you can kind of hang your hat on, essentially say this is China's match or this is the match that I'll go back and watch China in and use that to remember her by. Because let's face it, she wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world. She was more of a gimmick or a a forceful character, obviously incredibly strong and physically dominant, but couldn't really string the actual psychology of a match together particularly well. So she needs someone to work with. And, and obviously she was resting at a time where there were very few people that could at that point in time as well. Or on the women's side, at the very least, like her contemporaries were people like Sable or Tori or Ivory was obviously very good. Lita as well, but Lita was a bit more of just a a high flyer as opposed to a, a ring general. She needs someone who could carry her to a very good match. And I don't think there was anyone around at that point in time that could have done that job. Yeah, I mean, let's not mince any words here. We're not doing the same thing with Shawn Michaels with China, where Shawn Michaels, it's like, all right, well, who can get the best match when it comes to just a wide variety? Because Shawn Michaels is going to carry anybody and he's, you know, one of, if not the best of all time. So do we put him up with this guy? That's going to be great. This match would be great. That match would be great. It's not going to be the same when it comes to China. We're not looking at people that could be like, who's going to be the other half of a five-star classic. It's more gimmicky and it's more on the whole spectacle side of things. So you're not going to hear much discussion when it comes to like, well, uh, you know, Sasha Banks is going to be the one that makes this match be the best ever because she can be the best for China and, you know, blah, 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 like that. But I do think it's interesting that there is a lot that China didn't do. And if we were to try to look for something that would kind of like uh, finish up her career a little bit, we've got plenty of different options. Like there could be a final match with a lot of different people, you know, one of them being, I guess, one of the other questions you can kind of go with is, is it a title match or not? Do you give China a title reign, even if it's just obviously you win it and then you disappear and you vacate the title and stuff? Would you guys prefer if, in this theoretical scenario, if China were to have one more match, would you put her in a title match or would it be some kind of a spectacle match that like doesn't have the title on the line? I think that China's forte was always being an attraction and as such she doesn't need a championship she could just have an attraction match one i don't think the championship is necessary i think symbolically china technically never lost the women's championship she left the company while she was still champion so you could call if you were to basically have this scenario where she comes back and 
has that one more match, she can call back to the fact that she was never ever defeated for the women's championship. So she should technically still be the women's championship, women like holding the women's championship. Hmm. So I would go down that route if I was building a story around it. Just for shits and giggles, we got two different champions right now holding the titles uh, for Raw and SmackDown. Technically, we have NXT, but actually, you know what? Let's let's go down that rabbit hole. Uh, we're not going in anything regarding NXT, right? Like we're not going to put China in an NXT match for her final match. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Although, I think with Shayna Baszler being so invincible, you could bring back a China to have that match. But I don't think it would be the best way to use China. Yeah, it shouldn't be in NXT. But I don't think we sh- we should rule out NXT's actual uh, wrestlers. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going with. Like, there's plenty of people in NXT that are great, and they could potentially have a good match when it comes to her. But this match wouldn't happen in NXT. It's not like we we'd be booking this for NXT Takeover New York or something like that. It would be main roster. I would assume probably WrestleMania if you are given the option. If not, SummerSlam or you know something like that. Uh, but not the NXT Women's Championship. If she's gonna fight for a championship, it's gonna be Raw or SmackDown. And we do have the Raw and SmackDown champions. Right now, the SmackDown champion is Asuka. And as much as I would not pick Asuka to be my choice to be the one more match for China, it would be kind of interesting, at the very least. I mean, it would have been a lot more interesting before Asuka lost. And now she lost again to Mandy Rose. So it's it's waning on that, but... I can imagine a cool kind of scenario of the undefeated Asuka goes up against China. If you know, that would have happened. Yeah. I think Asuka was one of the first names that really did come to mind for me because of that dominance that she showed early on in her NXT career. And I think enough time has elapsed that if China would have done a run like this, it would have been, Hey, remember how unstoppable she was and remember how, you know, she beat the crap out of men. And I think Asuka would have been a good opponent for that. But by that standard, it might even be more box office if it was with Ronda Rousey. Well, that's the other one. The Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey against China, poses another interesting thing because now that is somebody who is pretty much undefeated. And it is somebody who's got a hell of a track record of being a tough son of a bitch. And, you know, I think that... uh that would be one of the ones that they would at the very least talk about a lot. I wouldn't pick her, but WWE certainly would be talking about it, you know? There'd be something about the Rousey match in the sense that Rousey's matches are very, very heavily scripted and prepared for well in advance, especially the big ones. And that would be the kind of thing that you would put Ch- situation you would put China in to try and get the best match possible out of her is to have something which is essentially choreographed move for move is rehearsed time and time and time again to get it right. Whereas Asuka, while a better wrestler than Rousey, even though Rousey has done tremendously well over this past year, would be able to carry more of a a standard match. The matches that Rousey has are more spectacle-based and more about establishing big moments and making her look dominant, making her opponent look good as well. So, in terms of the actual choreography of the match, that would probably be the better 
bear suit for China. The key between those two is whether or not they practice it ahead of time. Because if you're going to call it on the spot, Asuka brings a better match out of the table. But if you can do that whole practice ahead of time, then I do think that the Ronda Rousey match works out better. Again, though, I wouldn't pick either of them. Would either of you pick her uh, opponent as Asuka or Ronda Rousey? Only briefly did I think, well... Rousey would make a good attraction match for WrestleMania. But I think overall, that's not who I'd pick. Rousey's probably one of the more likely ones out of the two. But I don't think I would go with either of them as like my choice, my preferred choice. I want to talk about this potential idea. If you're going with attraction and you're trying to think of people who can pair up with China. Obviously, China's main thing was her musculature and the fact that she was bigger. She was called the ninth wonder of the world just because she was, you know, a muscular woman. On the roster right now, the only one that makes sense to me that would pair up with her, which is a little bit of a cheat because she's not really on the roster and all that, is Jazzy Gabert. That match cannot be the match <laughs> you know i mean it's just there's no way that that gets picked but jesse gabert's the closest thing we got right i mean she is the alpha female so it would pair up well with china's but that's that's just to go along the lines of this a little bit more even though china was very well known for her size and muscular all the way up to her the end of her wwe run that's more DX China as opposed to the China that ended her, like ended her tenure in Dodo, which was more feminine. Yeah, that's true. As, as far as, she, as far as, well, as far as people will suggest that it was, but she was firmly placed in the women's division at that point. She was presented as a more like feminine icon. She was appear, appearing in Playboy. She was a bit more raunchy in her character as opposed to the DX one, which is the more stoic enforcer type. So I don't think pairing her with that, that would be the perfect one if you, you were going back to like 97, 96, 97 China. But like 2001 China, you probably would go with someone who's more. I, I, I don't want to like be offensive to Jazzy or anything like that, but someone who was just more. Aesthetic, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, there is a difference between the 97 kind of era that you were talking about where they're making the jokes about, like, um, the sausages and all that kind of stuff versus Mamacita. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not quite equivalent. She still was always on the more muscular side, but they kind of downplayed that aspect a little bit. I think that for the purposes of this, in my mind, I was just strictly going with 98-99 China and not the, you know, Mamacita run. Because I just, I was not a fan of what happened to China after she kind of left the intergender stuff behind. Oh, I was totally going with the, the later China because that China was more popular than the DX. Oh, the DX one was still popular as an attraction, but the China of like 99, 2000, 2001 is the is one of the biggest female stars they've ever had. Well, I think for me, like I'd end it right after, like right as the Mama Cecilia stuff begins, and 
she loses the IC title. Because I think she was pretty popular as the Intercontinental Champion. Well, she was, but she was also Intercontinental Champion during the Mamacita Seat Wrangle. She's, 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 she's a two-time Intercontinental Champion. I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those people. I did not know that after Royal Rumble 2000, she gets the Intercontinental title back. Yeah, she, defeat, she defeated, uh, was it Val Venus at SummerSlam in a mixed tag team match. Her and Eddie Guerrero against uh, Trish Stratus and Val Venus. And she held it for really? a few months before losing a few... Was it? It might have been a month or so, or a few weeks before losing it to Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Right. In a triple threat, in a triple threat match, also right. including yeah, in a triple threat match, also including Kurt Angle. This is my. Uh, I remember this that. is my savant of wrestling moment. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have no context uh, for some of these kind of things because I stopped watching before that had happened. So, to me, China is DX China, and Corporation China. Like that's the China that I'm familiar with. So. When I'm looking back and I'm looking at like, say, when Beth Phoenix came along and people are going like, oh, my God, she's the next China, which she was better than China. Uh, I look at that as being like, well, you get like a Beth Phoenix versus a China and it's two of the more muscular women against each other rather than the one that's like the Intercontinental Champion working with Eddie Guerrero and doing that kind of stuff. Obviously, I'm tangentially familiar with it because of the research I've done over the years, but I don't have that like – go-to reference guide for China being like that in my book. She's more so the China that is fucking around with sexual chocolate Mark Henry and all that, you know? That's understandable. Did they ever explain her split from Hunter? Well, uh, on screen. <laughs> well, on screen, they weren't a couple. No, I mean, the, like, she was still very much with him. When he won the WWF title, and then, like, it just stopped. Oh, the actual split of the character. Well, it was mm-hmm. weird in the sense that she was a babyface feuding with Jeff Jarrett over the Intercontinental Championship, but a heel teaming with Triple H to help him win the WWE Championship. So she's so, Trick Maverick. Yeah, essentially, she was <laughs> she was heel for half the episode of Raw, and then babyface for the other half of the episode. It was a really weird dynamic she had going on at the time. And then they just kind of silently broke them apart. Yeah, essentially he just became more heelish and she became more popular as a babyface. So they just decided to cordon her off as a babyface. And DX essentially like completely split up. Obviously she was still a Triple H after DX split as well. But it began to just completely set, like disintegrate pretty much. There, there wasn't really any sort of reason for it. I think they still remained friendly on screen even though she was a babyface and he was a heel. But, yeah, there, there is really no big explanation for it. I think they could have used that for a Triple H angle at some point. You know, like, he eventually saves China, but then obviously wasn't around long enough for there to be that connection. Well, maybe that's would... your one more match. <laughs> it's Triple yeah, H saving him. I think it would have been difficult with the just the actual situation. Yeah, I'm trying not to to think about that just yet. But I really didn't know that she was a Intercontinental Champion after, and that actually opens the door for me because maybe I should be looking at later China instead of just, you know, the DX brute that she was. Well, you bring up the Intercontinental Championship, and that kind of poses another question. As we were talking before about the idea of does she fight for the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Championship, 
fuck it. What if she fights for the Intercontinental Championship again? That is something that she is popular for. And intergender, uh, blah, 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 blah. intergender wrestling is something that they've been kind of teasing a little bit with the whole Nia Jax and Dean Ambrose thing. And it seems like they've pushed that aside for now. But you could theoretically just have China fight for the Intercontinental Championship. That wouldn't be necessarily against Finn Balor, but uh, I would vote against it. I don't like intergender wrestling, and I think that that kind of defeats the purpose of having a women's division that's separate and a men's division that's separate, because then if you cross it over, then why don't you just have the WWE Championship and the men and the women both fight for it? But I, I don't know. I mean, some people out there would like the idea. I would vote no. I would completely rule out all possible matches between China and a, a man on the roster, but is there any men that you think would be a good option for her one more match? There's only one. Yeah. And that's, and that's Triple H. Of course. She would have I to think, have the match with Triple H. I think so. I think that like, they had such chemistry and I don't even know, did they ever have an actual competitive match, Callum? I don't recall, but like that might have just been on an episode of Raw that just slips my mind. I think they they might have done because I think the 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 week after she became number one contender for the championship, I think she had a match with Triple H to defend her number one contendership. Okay, because that that match would have been money. That would have been a really big match at the time, and even now, if one of the reasons China would have been able to have been brought back was for a match with Triple H. In any scenario, I think it would have been huge. The thing about Triple H as well is that he would sell for her. Absolutely. And, well, if we're going to talk about Triple H, can we just kind of... the elephant in the room and go with yeah. Stephanie? <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, because China's last match in America was paired with Kurt Angle against Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie had a really good match with Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. If you take that exact match and swap Rousey with China, is that a good match? I mean, I can't imagine it being that much worse. Like, I mean, that was a good match, so I'm not saying that in that kind of context, but like, it would have to be at least halfway decent just for the spectacle right it's a good storytelling match yeah and triple h and kurt angle would do everything in their power to make it work and as we've seen plenty of times as much as i rag on stephanie for just the total power that she wields and the attitude that she has towards things she is a really good performer in every aspect of the word and so she would carry hold her end of the bargain I think it'd be really fun to watch. I would honestly put Stephanie McMahon, whether or not it's in like a mixed tag kind of context or something, because you could go mixed tag for one more match too. It's not something that has to be one-on-one or it could be, you know, a fatal four way or like you could do anything when it comes to one more match, but I would put Stephanie McMahon in the very, very, very top tier. As far as if you were to pair somebody up with China, you can't get much more spectacle than that. It's the one like, feud that makes the most sense i agree she would be in my in my top uh to possibly go down when we're kind of picking a match or something later 
We did that the last time, didn't we? Didn't we have to like uh, decide on something? I actually should have gone back and double believe, checked. I think I think we ended I up like, it was settling. Kevin Owens. Yeah, we settled I on the Kevin, Kevin Owens Shawn Michaels match. Yeah, there you oh. go. All right. Well, that goes to show the context of uh, my brain this week. <laughs> and um, then, I would just say that now what we've what they're doing with Kevin Owens, that's not the match that I want anymore. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you don't want to see Shawn Michaels versus Kevin Owens in a ladder match where there's a pineapple pizza above the ring? That's <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to see that? Now I just want to see Kevin Owens like fix his drain or something. Like, <laughs> uh, we were talking intergender wrestling, and I have to make the joke. Do you have China up against the man Becky Lynch? <laughs> just go the fucking joke. Um, I I think it would be an interesting match because you know when we're talking about the levels of over that Becky actually is. China is one of the only other women that was in that level of like, yeah, she's the star here, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely comparable. Also, the sense that you could create some sort of, if you were to create this actual storyline around it, China's links to the corporation in the past and her links to Triple H, obviously, could have a comeback in some weird scenario where she's actually working for Triple H and Stephanie. Right. And then that immediately puts her in the crosshairs of Becky Lynch. Or and you could and... have her. Good. Uh, you could have try to cut a promo like, uh, "Listen, you call yourself the man, while well, I actually wrestled them and I beat them too," and mm-hmm. it would lend itself to stuff. Another option that could be one of those kind of tag team affairs, if you want to split the difference a little bit, is you could have her team with Becky Lynch and have her go up against Stephanie McMahon. And Charlotte Flair. That would also be a, a very good like storytelling match, and you could have Becky and Charlotte there to carry the load of their actual wrestling. Yep, and you can piggyback off the idea that Charlotte's one of the taller women on the roster, and she obviously she doesn't have the same connection that Stephanie McMahon has with the whole Triple H in China type situation, but Charlotte is very much in that kind of family in a little regard because Ric Flair is so tight with Triple H that there's kind of like Charlotte almost comes off a little bit as like a niece to Triple H in a lot of ways so there is kind of like a little bit of a uh, familial kind of connection when it comes to that and I could see Charlotte Flair being the one that would be like no I'm stepping up for uh, Steph and you know, I, I could see that being a scenario or just even Charlotte Flair versus China as another match to talk about. You know, now I'm only thinking about like peak China, like let's say 99. Do you think Ric Flair would have bumped around for China? Absolutely. He bo- he bumped around for Medusa in uh, WCW. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be really interesting because, you know, Ric Flair, with the way he objectified women... And China doing the whole, you know, crossing over into intergender wrestling. That would have been a really good match, storytelling-wise. I'd imagine there would have been at least one promo where Ric Flair would have been trying to, like, smooth talk her. And he would have been doing the whole strut. Then she would have, like, low-blowed him and beat the shit out of him. That's like, like, China had a great low-blow. That was, like, her big... Yeah, she did. (laughs) That was her big move before she actually, like, transitioned into the women's division. Is that she would always hit the guy that she was wrestling with a low blow. And it always looked really painful, too. In that in that sense, should she wrestle Jay Ryan? 
I think that if China was still alive, that match would happen. I mean, the way that he's booked some weird things, yeah, that could very well happen on some random ass show, you know. At uh, least, at the very least, she would have gone to low blow him, and he just would have like she would have just hurt her arm trying to low blow him, kind of thing, yeah. you know. Uh, the only other name that I had written down as far as like a talking point, which is someone that I would rule out entirely, but I'm sure some people would bring up the idea is Nia Jax. And the reason why I'd rule that out is because Nia Jax versus China would be fucking awful. Granted, but none of, none of the matches we're talking about here would be phenomenal. And I think that's something that came to my mind immediately as well, because, you know, Nia Jax has that, you know, she's, what is she? The irresistible force. And she did the Royal Rumble thing that only China had really gotten to do. Well, I guess no, Beth Phoenix did it as well. But and Karma most people, but most people associate that spot with China. Yeah. And I think they'd make it work again. This is not something I'd want to see a long drawn out program with, but a one off match on a Raw wouldn't be bad. Put with Tamina and just have the worst women's match of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, China versus Dana Brooke would be the worst. Dana Brooke is time. better than Tamina, and I will say that for the record, Dana Brooke <laughs> is infinitely better than Tamina Snooker at wrestling. God, imagine <laughs> the promos. Okay, so what you're saying here is you want the tag team of Dana Brooke and China versus. Tamina and Nia Jax. That is 100% why I won. <laughs> so we'll book that. And that's another smart out moment. That's it, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it just, it's, um, it would be interesting just to see the level of badness. Like, it's just a very, like, uh, just a masochistic exercise to watch her have matches with Nia Jax and Tamina. Because obviously the size and power comparisons are there, but also the fact that there's the real potential for real Botchamania classics to come up. And well, at least with most of the other women on the roster, you're probably likely to have a half-decent match because most of them are, are very, very good to good workers. Some of them even excellent. So, it, so that's kind of like one where you go with, okay, let's see how much of a train wreck we can get out of this division. <laughs> All right, well, I'm I'm thinking we've got five uh, possible things going on here, and we kind of can almost make five separate matches uh, if we were going with it, but I think we kind of all are on the same page about some certain things. So to kind of recap a little bit, if China were to have one more match and it were an intergender match, straight up, just one-on-one, we can probably all agree it would be Triple H, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If it was a straight up one on one match, I think we're all maybe leaning towards Stephanie. Can I just uh, throw one more name in there? And that's when she was in the middle of her phenomenal run, Vicky Guerrero. Oh, no, that would be so bad. I'm not in like a, I really want to see this match, but like the whole Mama Cita thing, I think it would be a fun segment. See, I'm not in agreement with Stephanie on a one on one basis. Okay. I think Who'd... Stephanie needs to have a, a ringer around her. And I think China also needs a ringer around her to make it. If it was a tag team match, then that would be a different story. All right. So we'll put a pin on that one and we'll come back to this in a, 
in a minute or so. Um, if she were to have a title match with one of the champions going on right now, the Ronda one is more on the spectacle. The Asuka one is more on the technical side. And I would personally lean more towards I'd rather see them practice and do the Ronda match. What about you guys? Ronda. Yeah, Ronda over Asuka. All right, so title match-wise, we're going Raw Women's Championship against Ronda. Uh, mixed tag, we're all well in agreement. Triple H and Stephanie versus China and insert guy. I don't yeah. know what we really do on that. I'm trying, who, to, who, I'm trying to think. Uh, Guy-wise, you want it to be a big deal, obviously, because it's Triple H and Stephanie. So three names that spring to mind is... Well, I, I would say Kurt Angle, but we've seen that already. So maybe just push Kurt Angle to the side. Because there's no, like, guy that really would tie into this feud, really. Well, you throw, in, you throw in Batista or The Rock, I'd probably say. The Rock. Huh. But if, if you're going with someone who's actually on the roster and is more likely to do it, I'd say Strowman. Make most sense. Hmm. Like, the, the monster among men again, and China's obviously was seen as like not a monster obviously but like a towering presence in the division so Strowman makes sense in terms of like his physical dominance as well i i would agree with Strowman, but the cringy finn balor promo saying i need an extraordinary woman who can do extraordinary things just popped into my head and i don't ever forgive myself for it <laughs> I'm looking through the roster right now, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if there's any guys that stand out to me as somebody who would make sense in this kind of a thing. Because even though you can make the argument that, like, you could just start a feud with Triple H, it still is sort of China versus Triple H and Stephanie, and then guest starring some random guy. You can't no, even no. really, like, not that he could really be wrestling right now, but you can't even really bring back X-Pac and put him in there. Because he wouldn't be necessarily on the pro-China side, you know? I think yeah. that would probably be the one that they end up going with if they had to bring somebody back. Hmm. I think the only one that makes any sort of like sense in terms of having existing links... Well, maybe two people that have existing links to Stephanie and Triple H would be Randy Orton, which I wouldn't like because it's Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns. Also... Um... Before the heel turn, Daniel Bryan. I'd almost uh, rather just go with The Rock. Just oh, yeah. like, you know. I mean, yeah, but we're just playing the, the name game. Yeah. Out of all these lists, of all these names and stuff like that, I'm still like, I wouldn't think that the Randy Orton thing would work out all that well. And I don't know. I, I kind of would just go like, ah, just fuck it. Just go with The Rock. <laughs> kind of Damn thing. it, put Kofi in the match. <laughs> there you go. go. People will be uh, enjoying it. Yeah, totally. Kofi Mania, baby. <laughs> uh, so then there's the tag team thing, which I had brought up the idea of uh, Flair and Stephanie against Becky and China. But any like alternatives to that? Do you guys think? Or are you on board with that too? I like that match. I like that one a lot, actually. And then, really, we're just kind of back to the idea of a straight up non-title attraction match, and then. My vote goes for Stephanie, but what are you thinking, Callum? You're a little bit not uh, sold on that one yet. Well, if it's a like special attraction match, I'm I will unabashedly admit that I'm a fan of China in everything that she did, 
and I think she gets a bad rap for having obviously like clear mental like health problems but I don't think but I think that a mixture of that that like she should have gotten the help that people should have also been offering the help as well as opposed to just labeling her as crazy and moved on essentially so I want if I was to do it I would give her and this was like a send-off match for her I'd do it the way that it kind of built her career which would be a squash match and I can't think of anyone better to throw like for her to just throw around in a ragdoll fashion than Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss as we've seen with her feud with Nia Jax is not afraid to call someone out on their looks and can hold her own in the very in the promo side of things in a very like storytelling match which is obviously important for this because China obviously can't work as well as most of the people on the roster this would be story driven Alexa Bliss would essentially spend all the time in build to the match calling out the fact that China looks like a dude got so much plastic surgery even though she's got stuff for her own so maybe she won't recall that side of things but she she will pull every dirty trick in the book to essentially uh, present China as a grotesque person and then China would squash her in about three minutes absolutely throw her around the ring and people would just it would just be a feel good moment where are you standing on this Rob that's a wonderfully presented idea and I think if we were going to do a non-title one off that maybe that's the one I want to see Okay, I mean, so I mean, there are other options as well. Like, if you there are plenty of you'd kind of just have to have the women that are the best bumpers essentially for China because she would essentially just be dominating the entire match. So, the ones that spring to mind, well, Explicit is obviously the main one that springs to mind, but you could easily do the same thing with I think Liv Morgan is very good at selling, but you'd have to build her character up a lot more and then maybe even like a, a handicap match against the Iconics. Because I think you were... could you could also do it with the riot squad though. You we've seen that the riot squad are like not afraid to just be the bullies and like they did with Natalia, but instead do it with China and then have China ragdoll all three of them and kind of have that feel good moment. But I would also add the caveat of like if you are desperate to try and get the best match possible out of China, like actually have a very like like I said at the start like the. You're not going to get a five-star classic out of her, but say, okay, let's aim for three stars or above for China. I think the person that I would put with her is Kairi Sang. Out of all people, which is might be a little bit like out of left field, but I think the size differential and the fact that Kairi bumps a lot and flies around a lot could is the best person to structure a match around China out of the, out of the existing roster. I'm throwing a lot of things out there, obviously. But my choice is Alexa Bliss, but I'd say if you're trying to, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to have a nice story night match to get, uh, present her in the best possible light, then she can throw around Alexa Bliss for three minutes or whatever. And if she wants to try and actually have as decent a match as possible, I would go Curry saying now the choices. I came into this thinking that this would be easy and I would 100% go with either Stephanie or McTag. But after hearing everything presented, I think I'd want the either WrestleMania or SummerSlam title match with Ronda. Huh. And I 
probably would go with the uh, either the mixed tag or the straight up Stephanie just beat down kind of thing. So we're all on different regards, which is that's kind of interesting and kind of funny because, uh, you know, we could take this China thing in a lot of different directions. Obviously, we can't because it can't happen, but you know what I mean? Uh, that's very interesting because that means that there's options for that. It's not just, well, you would do the one match and that would be the end of it, you know? Hey, that might actually they... happen more so when we come to talk about like somebody like an Austin or something like that. We might end up having that kind of a discussion where it's just like, oh, the answer is this and that's the end of it. But China actually has more options than, than even I thought, yeah. Yeah, she's got it's very open-ended. There's enough people that are remaining on the roster that she had ties with that would make a good story. But there's also people that are technically like talented enough in the ring to build an actual good match for her, her and people that are just of the right character or the right size or the right build to just bump around for her and make her look good in the process. Would I be uh, overstepping grounds to say we're all in agreement that she would win every single one of these matches except for potentially the Ronda one? Not at all. I agree. Oh, yeah, she should. I think if you're bringing her back for one, I think she should win. Even against Ronda? Uh, maybe not the title. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, she shouldn't beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So that's interesting, and I want to know, obviously, what you all that are listening, what you think about our suggestions, and, you know, if there's somebody out there that's like, my God, why aren't you picking Bailey? Like, that's the one that makes the most sense, or, you know, whatever the case may be, what you're thinking, then drop them in the comments below and tell us why we're crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, let us know what your ideas would be. If China could come back and have one more match, who would it be against, and what the scenario would be, and all the other kind of booking scenarios you can go with uh, with that kind of a thing. I think that that kind of wraps up the discussion on this, though. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Thank God nobody here even remotely brought up the Bellas Vents. Well, no. <laughs> it's just a no. Um, just as a, like, roundup thing, because obviously I heard you guys talking on the hot tags about this, about the China going in as part of DX as opposed to separately. And obviously I didn't get my chance to feed in on that. And while I agree that it's better that she goes into Hall of Fame as part of DX rather than just not going in at all, which is obviously far preferable, I do, I do sympathise with people that are going with this assumption along the lines of, well, Triple H is going to go in separately. What it is weird that, that Triple H is going in like this. Yes, because it's a sense of if Triple H was to go in like that, because the assumption that you guys and some other people brought up with the sense of, well, her going into the Hall of Fame as part of DX is the same as her going in the Hall of Fame separately. But then I would go, okay, so Triple H isn't going into the Hall of Fame separately then. And you say, well, of course he's, but he's already in the Hall of Fame. He's got the same Hall of Fame thing as everyone else because he's gone in as part of DX. I know the under, I, I'd go with the understanding of like, obviously Shawn Michaels was already in there. So if they're going to put DX in all at once, you can't help but put Shawn Michaels in again. So that's understandable. <laughs> But the difference is if DX go in and then Triple H goes in separately later on himself. And it does make it seem like. And maybe that's, this isn't their intention. And if they didn't do stuff like this, then it would be fine. But it, they do. It does come across as people that go in as part of a faction are kind of lesser Hall of Famers than people that go in separately. I think well, the only way around that is to just not have Triple H go in by himself. 
which yeah, would be a little I, bit awkward, but I mean, that might be the scenario. The I'm only not, other way around that, because you could make this argument for the outlaws and X-Pac as well. well. I think they all could go in separately, which is why I'm kind of going with the idea that you could just build the Hall of Fame around those That's people, give I them think. all their individual things, and then have them go in as kind of a group, but still treated separately as well. Because New Age Outlaws definitely deserve, as one of the most over-tag teams in the most over period of wrestling in WWE, deserve to go in on their own. And X-Pac is a guy who was kind of a catalyst of going to, like, starting out in WWE with the one two three kid stuff and then uh going over to wcw and then coming back to wwf afterwards definitely has merit to going on his own as well i always go if coco b wears in then expat can go in on his own so <laughs> but it's just a case of i while i think people are going a bit over the top with this china thing like the fact that they they kind of just don't they, they wouldn't want her to go in the Hall of Fame unless she's going in on her own, as opposed to this. I sympathise with the position of they are starting to build this idea that people that go in as part of a group are slightly lesser than people that go in individually. Well, definitely something we need to see what they do with over the course of the next couple of weeks if they start announcing more people and all that. And then we'll wrap up that kind of discussion when it comes to our Hall of Fame uh, breakdown with Wrestling with the Past, which will be coming up in a couple of weeks, everybody. So if you want to be aware of when that does get posted, which will be probably the week before WrestleMania, so we have a little bit of time, then uh, the best thing to be aware of is to just subscribe on the YouTube channel and ring that little bell for the notifications because that obviously notifies you of when things are uploaded. You can also follow us all over the place that we have on Facebook and Twitter at Smartout Moment. Check out smartoutmoment.com for all the things that are happening outside of the podcast material stuff as well as the podcast material. And uh, I'm on the train when it comes to plugs, so I might as well just keep this going. Uh, we've got plenty of other content that happens on some other different types of platforms. I got my stuff on eWrestling News and Bleacher Report, so you can check that stuff out there. I've got fanboysanonymous.com, and depending on whatever happens when it comes to the Oscars this week, that might be something that might be popping up, and some other movie reviews and stuff might be happening too if I get the fucking time to do it, and uh, you can uh, show your support for this kind of material and all the stuff from Fanboys and Smartout Moment by hitting up the Patreon for both of those, and checking out the Tee Public and Redbubble shops for both of them as well to pick up some merchandise if you've got the spare change and you want to do that. You can hit those like buttons and shares and favorites and follows and all that other kind of stuff, and it's all greatly, greatly appreciated. But you can also check out the stuff that these guys have on their side of things. So, Callum, you don't want to toss out anything? Uh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. Uh, Power rankings will be coming up at some point this week, probably tomorrow or Friday or something along those lines. And 2001 Wrestling Odyssey February edition will be recorded this week and will be out sometime next week. And that has my guarantee. And for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice and just check out the wrestling news all the weeklies at smartoutmoment.com. And yeah, that's it for me. By the way, if anybody's lazy, if you go to smartout.com, it redirects. So just one of those things I just never brought up until just, you know, kind of popped up in my mind right now. But yeah, I own smartout.com too. So yeah, we're, we're always living in the moment. So you can leave that out. <laughs> 
So uh, that'll do us in for this edition, everybody. Of course, as I mentioned before, drop your comments below and tell us what you think about this whole discussion and anything else that you would be interested in discussing. Of course, uh, we might be responding in the comments if that's the case. And we will see you next time with the hot tags. And then next week, I believe we are getting into uh, fast lane predictions already, right? God damn. That no. Mailbag next week. Mailbag. Mailbag. All right. I was like, wait a minute. That can't possibly be the. Then we just fucking that. did this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Next week is a mailbag for February. So if you have not sent in your questions already, be sure to do that as soon as possible because I need to backlog those and we need to start kind of, you know, preparing our answers and all that. So do that. If you're listening to this podcast now, start sending your questions in because I'm not going to lose track of them over a couple of days. So do that while you can. And ask us whatever you want to ask us and pick our brains about stuff that's wrestling related or not wrestling related. We'll figure it out. So thanks for listening to this, everybody. We will see you next time. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Bye.